Hi guys, this is Maria and Manos and you're watching On The Couch with Eminem. The show to help you build fun and profitable businesses. Hi guys and welcome back to another edition of On The Couch with Eminem. Today we welcome back to the couch brand expert and brand profiler, uh, serial entrepreneur, <laughs> yes. Jackie Mitchell. <laughs> You've got many. <laughs> we have so much fun with Jackie. I mean, we probably have so much conversations before and after uh, the show recording and there's so much value that, that, that comes out of it. It's just incredible. Um, but we welcome you back and today mm -hmm. we're going to be actually talking about, um, based on our topics off air, uh, the customer. Is the customer always uh, right and uh, does the customer always come first? So hand it over to you, Jackie. Welcome back. Right. Always good to be here. Always great fun. And uh, you always indulge me in my favourite topic. So uh, it's always a, a, an easy lure to get me here. It's actually so good. I think you need to write a book. Or two or three. Yeah, I know. It's on the list I, I thought it might to be. do. Yeah. But it's just about finding time. Yeah. And where is it going where's it gonna fit? So uh, everyone I know at the moment is writing a, a business book. And then I my marketing training will go, Okay, why? What's the point? Do I need to write a business book to go, Hey, Jackie Mitchell, brand's written a business book, woohoo. But but why? What to feed my ego or is it where's it gonna that, that's not that's the case? That's so refreshing. Right, That's where's so it going to lead to? Yeah. So it's certainly you never earn any uh, money by selling books. So normally it's a, it's a business card on steroids. Yeah. So it leads to more speaking engagements and keynote speaking, which I do a little bit of anyway. And so I'm going, do I want to do more or less of that? I'm not quite sure yet. Mm. I'm doing some other things. I've just taken on a an educating role. I'm yeah. going a bit more from consultant to educator. Uh, so I'm, I'm doing some workshops, which I'm really enjoying. There's masterclasses, which are on. There's two more left this year, August and November in Mornington only because it's close to home. That's why. Uh, but I've also taken on a role as a uh, industry expert at Monash Business School. Oh, awesome. So yeah, which would be really good teaching some young minds mm. uh, and they'll be teaching me. So it was an opportunity for me. I love to share the knowledge. Uh, and I really enjoy that and I enjoy teaching and I enjoy but I'll enjoy getting these young the young minds because that yeah. that's a that's a segment I don't do a lot of uh, work in so I like to sort of spread myself around and it's that collection or harvesting of knowledge because you learn from them as oh, well yeah, oh, yeah. but it's, it's all this generational we hear mm. about millennials this and baby boomers that and x you know gen x this and gen y this uh, and so I think it's my duty for me to, if I'm going to position myself as a thought leader, is to eavesdrop like crazy yeah. and pick as many brains as I possibly can and not be uh, sucked into, keep attracting to brains like mine or people like me. I need to actually be around people that are not like me, who think differently. And I think that's that's a real key. So the education stuff's really cool. And then when I'm doing the consulting the brand profiling work I do one-on-one uh, -on -one work now with a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners about what their corporate character is then again it's that cross-fertilizing of knowledge and that and that's the bit that I get really excited about but anyway let's get back to customers, yes, customers. because do without customers first? we don't have a business do no, we that's okay. exactly right do okay. they do they come first well 
without customers, we don't have a business. We know that. So they, they're certainly really important. And there's been, uh, it's been very sort of, I suppose, in the 2000s about this customer first And focus, always right. And the customer always right. And when I was doing a lot of work with Toyota uh, 10 years ago, they actually had a customer first department. They created a lot of programs all about customer wow. first. But my thinking's changed on that now. I don't think the customer comes first. I think it's sort of an excuse my English alliteration here with the way my grammar, but how does a customer come first? The employees and staff should be first because if they need to be first, first up, you know, they need to become before the customer, first for time. the customer to feel first. Does I that think, make sense? I think Richard Branson has said it brilliantly. What's look after say? your people yeah. and your people will look after your customers. Yeah, right. You okay. know, um, I think much, that's how he said much it. Much more yes. articulate something, than me. Something yeah. like that anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, it, and, and it's something that we've um, always believed in. It believed in from the beginning. We believe, you know, our agents, our staff, our customers you create the environment for them to thrive and grow and you look after them and, you know, and sometimes you might find some that they don't fit in so you have to take those people out so mm. the rest of them can feel safe in the environment that you've created. So you look after them, then they'll look after your clients. Yeah. So um, it's really refreshing that you say that because, yeah, we're on the same page. Yeah. yeah. And is the customer always right? No, <laughs> but they're still your customer. Yeah. And I think that's important to still acknowledge they're your customer. No, they're not always going to be right, but they're still your customer, so they still deserve to f- want to feel important. They want to feel personalised. They feel that they, you get to know me. And a really good example of that has been the Woolies plastic bag issue, right? Complete disaster. Their strategy team should be sacked. And I've written an article on LinkedIn about this. Absolutely infuriating because it's really basic, you know, marketing 101 or strategy 101. The concept was good. The the implementation just wasn't thought through strategically. And if you'd spoken to any of the Woolworths employees, from the people delivering to your home to the people working at, in the supermarket, they didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Now, that's the huge red flag. They didn't know what was going on a week up to. It Even wasn't now they don't know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that then goes big red flag. If yeah. your staff are not knowing and they're customer facing, they're dealing with your customers. So as a customer, I'm asking them and they don't know, then I go, hang on a minute, what sort of faith and trust am I having in the Woolworths brand? Mm. So that employee first is key. And I know, man, else I've mentioned this before, that the staff, the lungs of any brand, yeah. they make a brand breathe. And that's what's going to be the key to, to your success. So whether you've got, you're working on your own, you need to know what, you know, so that you can actually explain to customers, whether you've got one staff or whether you've got 10,000, doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. So and I think that from what I can gather from EVU and what you've done in building that up, has that been a real key to your success? Oh, without a doubt. Um, we've always looked at it from the point of view, if we can empower our team, um, and whether they're out in the field as sales agents or whether they're property managers or whether they're, they're our internal team, we can empower them, uh, first of all, to make sure they've got all the tools to be able to do their job right, but also empower them to make decisions, mm. some some key decisions when facing customers. Because because they're they're in the, um, the cold face, they need to be able to react. They don't need to uh, ask us for permission 
or ask the question, can we do this for a customer? We need to empower them to make critical decisions mm. at the point of time to make sure that they can give that experience instantly to, to the end customer. So that's, that's, that's always been our philosophy. And, um, or to feel um, okay about bringing new ideas mm. to oh, us, definitely. you know, and and be open minded about because, like you said, like when I said, it's like there we're not out there in the lounge anymore. We haven't done that, you know, for five years. Mm. So uh, you've got to make them believe and feel that they can bring in those new ideas to you, and you're going to listen to them, and you're going to implement some stuff. Maybe yeah. sometimes not all of it, but. They have to feel that they can. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the environment. Di- that's yeah. diversity. Yeah. And that's what I was saying earlier about me. I like to, you know, spread myself around because I want to get the diversity. Yeah. And there's been that many studies that you might have, if you put in a, in a room a group of people from an extreme diverse backgrounds to problem solve or come up with an idea or brainstorm versus a room of all similarly trained Harvard professors you're going to get better ideas from the diverse group than you are from the like-minded group. Of course. Absolutely. So yeah. that's Because the they philosophy. see it from the outside and they see it from a totally different perspective. Yeah. But it's counterintuitive to our brain. So what happens with our brain is we look for similarities straight up without even knowing, completely subconscious. That's mm. the old brain. Are you going to eat me? Can I eat you? What have we got in common? Are you a threat or not? Okay, friend or foe? So that's, that's happening subconsciously. I'm not even aware of that. And that's why we tend to employ people that are like us. We get people in the team. We choose team leaders that are like us well, because of that point. So mm. we need to be aware of that. And that's about embracing diversity to go, okay, I might not like them, but I but know. But they're bringing something yes, the to outcome, the team. Mm. If I can get over myself, yeah. the outcome the business outcome is going yeah. to benefit greatly from in you know getting that diversity. Mm, yeah. No, without a doubt. Um, and going back to the team members that are in the cold face, that there are uh, dealing with our frontline customers, mm. we should say, um, they're going to bring back the feedback. If we encourage them to bring back feedback of what uh, they're experiencing out in the field yeah. and the levels of service, and you know, everyone talks about the Net Promoter Score and how relevant it is in your in your mm. um, research of your. Uh, deliverables and are you um, delivering on your promises and on the brochure um, it's 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 you're only going to get that from your from your team members and we just need to keep empowering our team members yeah. to feel that ability that freedom um, to to uh, obviously relay that information back to us yeah that's um, that's that's really key it's really mm-hmm. good to hear and it's interesting I think with real estate because it's got I mean, a reputation of transactional. You know, you've, you've got mm. a property, which is a, a thing, and you want to sell it for the best price to then go and buy another thing, another property. And what they miss is the heart. So I don't know about you, but I reckon the same with everyone else, certainly with me, my house is part of my heart. So if I'm selling my house, my home, that has got memories in it, you're selling my heart. And so... Yeah, you want a good price. You want to feel that you're valued. It's my my heart is not undervalued. And then you get the rational side that, okay, I want to get a good price because I then need to go on it's buy something destination. else. Mm-hmm. destination. Yeah. But that heart mm. bit, that extension yeah. uh, is, a re- is a real key. It's been respectful about, yeah. you know, as an agent, about what you're selling, the product, which is a house, but it's focusing on the destination so mm. they can get the vendor to move because yeah. sometimes they might not get the price, especially in the changing market, 
You know, if you're not going to get what you think you're going to get at the beginning, if the market has changed while you're on, you know, on uh, advertising, while you're on the market, then the agent needs to know how to focus back on the destination and be respectful about the product that we're selling because that's your heart. So that's where the respect comes from. Okay, I understand, and we're going to be respectful about that. But then, if you focus on the destination and keep remind you, but you wanted to go down to Portsea, yeah, because of that and that reason, because you're going to be closer to that. That's the destination. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's the important part that mm. people miss with their clients. And yeah. with the agents, how do you train them to depersonalize a home? So if you were coming into my home, I know one of the techniques is you know take down your photos and all your personal bits because prospective buyers coming through want to imagine themselves in the property property, not to think i wonder what it's like living the life of jackie mitchell and 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 family (laughs) although it wouldn't be a bad thing oh i don't don't know about that oh it would be amazing that's another another that's another episode Um, episode. but you know how do a lot of agents now uh Higher professional stylists. Yeah. Is is that a real trend? A real trend. And sometimes they don't even bring in furniture or anything like that. They come in because it's not, it's a salesperson. Some of them might have a flair for it. You know, they might be good at doing and giving advice. But I think bringing in an expert, um, you know, the stylists will come in, they'll throw some pillows, some color, suggest you know, a couple of pictures maybe to come down and put like a, a, a nice print up on the wall. Um, and I think the vendor listens to them more as well rather than listening yeah. to the agent because they feel that, you know, an yeah, expert has walked through. It, it is, is. yeah. So but I think, I think for, for business or sales agents especially out there, we should always look at what other people in the marketplace are doing. So if you go to the project builders, display homes, yeah, they do not leave the homes empty. They spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in decorating yes. their display homes to present because it goes back to my pen analogy. If you, if I told you you're going to purchase this pen in Big W or David Jones, where would you expect to pay more? David Jones, David of course, Jones. Yeah. So it's the way you you present your property in the market mm, from your marketing. Right. So it's like display homes; they mm. present it with the right furnishings, the right display, so they can obviously maximise. It's not over. It's not over cluttered. Yeah. So yeah. A, a vendor. Um, the advice the sales agents be giving to to vendors to make sure they present their home, for lack of a better expression, in inverted commas, like mm. a display home. Mm. So, no, no, yeah. it's easier coming from a stylist than the agent. Though. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 absolutely. Yeah. And on yeah. such a, the stylist is probably more in touch with the emotional side of yeah. it Definitely. as well. So it's probably Definitely. easier than mm. for the sales to do that. So it is a big trend. I'll keep, no, I keep hearing about all this stuff. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it doesn't cost as much either, especially if you don't have to you know, bring in furniture and they're just working with what the vendor has sometimes. Mm. It's not a big cost at all. So it's a definite, it's something that I would get to do every one of it's my vendors. It's an investment if to I was, maximise the price yeah. and the days on market yeah. to be Presentation appropriate. Is so Presentation is everything. So, yeah. Cool. So in summary, we talked about is a customer uh, always right, right. Um, who comes first the customer or the sales agent yeah. or the, the 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 team members yeah well I think I think the real key is looking at the process to go okay yeah the customer is first because without customers we know we don't have a business so there's certainly the focus is on them but how does that happen so we need to go back to the process to go well for a customer to feel first there's got to be people <laughs> to make them feel that who are these people your staff so that's all part of that culture and then we keep hearing about culture and i'm i'm not sure people f- 
completely understand what culture means. Yeah. And I know from a brand perspective, you know, I think culture and brand are the same thing in my view, my small view, but culture is about the opinion, the attitudes of your staff and Behaviors. where the, the behaviour yeah. of a staff and how that's going to focus and feed through the customer. And I really love the point that you made about encouraging the feedback. You know, you think, oh, gee, that wasn't that wasn't too good. But uh, but you need to learn from that. A complaint mm. is a gift. If, and it's all about time. If people are going to give you time to help you grow your business, that is awesome. Yeah. So don't look at it as a pain. Think, oh, um, you know. Never. It's always it's it's how you learn. Yeah, how you incredible. Learn. So someone mm. upset uh, complaining about a certain element of your business Give them as much time as possible because they're giving your you your their time. They could have done nothing to improve your business. They could have spoken to another hundred and fifty people, right. but Absolutely. not let you know. No skin off their nose. Yeah. So I yeah. think that you need to really you know appreciate that from yeah. the time perspective and dig deep yeah. and find out why. Awesome. Yes, Jackie. Thank you so much for joining Always us again. Always a pleasure. Thank you for your valuable time. And if you want to contact Jackie, we're going to put Jackie's details yeah. below or your LinkedIn. LinkedIn, yeah. LinkedIn. Find me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. That's okay. easy. Yeah. I'm everywhere. Thanks, Jackie. Pleasure. Always Thanks for fun. watching. Thanks for watching again, guys. See you next week.